Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Welcome to the Punters, mate, on SEN. Yes, another Friday morning rolls around the Punters, mate, on SEN, and he is back from holidays. Chris Nelson, welcome back. Mark, it's great to be back. I uh, had a nice couple of weeks off, and we're all raring to go. See if we can find some winners and have a great show. Unfortunately, what are we up to now? Week five, when neither of us have been in the same room together because you couldn't get down because of the floods about five weeks ago. Then I had a week off. You've had two weeks off. And today I'm back in semi-isolation at home, staying away from you all just in case. I had to pick up my young grandson from school yesterday. He felt a little bit, uh, you know, headache and sore throat and had to bring him home because we were looking after the grandkids for a couple of days. That was until yesterday afternoon when he tested positive. So my wife has taken them back to their house while my daughter and son-in-law are away. And I'm at home just being safe rather than sorry because I think the rules are four hours or something, but I only picked him up from school. But I did want to be in there with everyone just in case. So people I'm in doing the office. Your favor. When I came in this morning, people in the office are starting to ask questions. You know, are you and Mark not getting along? Is there an issue there between it? <laughs> and I put, you know, I put the minds to rest to say, no, Mark still likes me. It's okay. Hmm. Now racing this week, we've got Toowoomba today, Townsville this afternoon, Marburg uh, for the uh, harness racing, and Ipswich the Greyhounds. It's always Ipswich uh, tomorrow. Doombin, Aquas Park, Gold Coast, Cairns, Monto, Alpha, Warwick. And Roma harness racing at Redcliffe and the Greyhounds at uh, Ippy as well. And then on Sunday, Sunshine Coast for the Thoroughbreds. Toowoomba has harness. Ipswich has Greyhounds because there is no Capella Bar at the moment no. and there's no Albion Park. The uh, floods still having a little bit of a, a say on racing in southeast Queensland, Chris. Well, yeah, and you mentioned their uh, harness at Toowoomba. So they will be going around, I would imagine, I don't know, I'd have to have a look in on the grass track probably at Toowoomba for the harness. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, there might be an inner track they're using there, but uh, they're also trotting at Marburg as well. They have been recently. So, yeah, these, uh, these venues have come to the fore to help out Albion Park. Yeah, spoke to Luke Gatehouse during the week on Breakfast with Patton Heels, the, the boss of the Brisbane Greyhound Racing Club, and he said that they're still waiting on these parts from, I think, Germany or something it might be. I'll stand corrected on that. Uh, electrical parts, because all the electrics at Albion Park went underwater. Mm-hmm. The harness the harness guys have been back doing trials and uh, – do they call them jump outs in harness? I'm not sure. I assume No, they just trials. Um yeah, but they haven't been able to uh, time anything because of the electrics. And the track for the harness racing is a bit higher than the Greyhound track. So there's a bit of an elevation difference between the two. And so they're not ready to race harness racing at Albion Park, but they can get back there and, and train and trial. Well, hopefully sooner uh, rather than later because there'll be a lot of people missing their Albion Park fix. That's for sure, especially Luke Absolutely. Gatehouse. 
Yes, uh, he's um, CEO cut of beef, uh, cut of steak oh, no. uh, on a Thursday night. He hasn't been able to get. And the Brecky Creek's back open. Um, that's got a grand opening, so they can't be too far away, but they're waiting on these parts. Anyway, your highlights. My highlights for the week were the Gold Coast last Saturday with the Jewel. Now, the Jewel races were won by Spirit of Boom uh, stocks, of course. We saw She's Got the Boom win the two-year-old, and we saw... Uh, Prince of Boom win the three-year-old, and they were both very impressive. So thumbs up to Spirit of Boom. Another great performance uh, from the breeding barn there. So it's uh, my number one highlight of the week. Number two highlight. Were you going to say something there? I heard something there. No? Nothing? Okay, my number two highlight was uh, the Golden Slipper. Well, we saw Cool and Gatter and Best of Bordeaux run around there, and they both have Queensland connections, of course, with Cool and Gatter winning the Magic Millions. And best of Bordeaux being trained officially by uh, Casey Fogden at uh, the Gold Coast, although she hasn't got enough boxes at the Gold Coast to fit them all in, so it's been doing its training in Sydney. Best of Bordeaux ran a great second, and Cool and Gatter ran an outstanding third uh, behind Fireburn, who was a great winner of the Golden Slipper. So that, that was my second highlight. And look, I'm going away from the Queensland scene for my third highlight, but some of those impressive winners last week at Rose Hill. Animo winning the Rose Hill Guineas by seven lengths. Fireburn's effort in the Golden Slipper, outstanding after almost being decked at about the 800 metre mark. Shelby 66 going from a, a highway win four starts back to winning the Group 1 Galaxy and is possibly a horse we'll see in the Stradbroke in the winter, which is a great, uh, a great crowd puller. Uh, Shelby 66 is a very popular horse. And how good's the Queen Elizabeth Stakes going to be in a month's time? Animo, uh, very elegant, goes around. Uh, Zaki's probably liable to go around. It'll be the race of the year for sure. So they're my highlights, yeah. plenty of them. We'll talk about the news uh, uh, throughout the program as well. But part of that news is the arrival in town, Chris Nelson, of a new trainer. Yeah, Jack Bruce, who was the assistant trainer to uh, uh, Kieran Ma and David Eustace. He was uh, heading up their Sydney uh, stables. Well, Jack has announced that he's going to train in, in Brisbane from the 1st of May. And we are going to have a chat, find out all about uh, the reasons for that, uh, what sort of clientele, horses he'll have uh, ready to go uh, with Jack when we come back from after the break, Mark? Uh, no, uh, he's not ready. I thought you gave me the thumbs up that I did. he was ready Yeah, to yeah, go. he's ready. Oh, no, I've, I've thrown yeah. to a break, and I'm thinking we're going to have a break, and we're not having a break. So we're going straight to Jack. So there you go. No, there's a reason I do a rundown, Chris. You need I'll to come back, back into the, the studio. studio. <laughs> Jack Bruce, sorry about that, mate. Thank you very much for your time. He's an amateur, Chris Nelson. Good morning. Welcome to South East Queensland. Good morning. <laughs> Thank you very much. Good morning, gentlemen. I thought I was going to have to sit through some ads, but fortunately... I'm, well, I'm so right. did I. Yeah. I was, uh, <laughs> well, if, if I had my way, you would have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's great to be on. Jack, uh, big move for yourself. Uh, has this been something that's uh, been uh, in your mind for some time? I, I'm gathering it would be. Yeah, look, it, it certainly has, and... Um, I suppose, you know, when, when you're a little bit younger, you always want to train horses, but, you know, you're possibly not equipped um, with the right sort of skills and experience to take that leap of faith and go training on your own account. But I've had a good run in Sydney for the last seven years. I was sort of overseas before that. So um, I'm really looking forward to going out on my own and sort of applying my trade in, in my own name in, in Queensland. Jack, was there a moment in time when the thought became reality that that light switch and said right I'm not going to think about it anymore I'm doing this 
Uh, yeah, possibly. I mean, it was a little bit earlier this year, but I suppose it's been a little bit of a build-up over time, you know, and I've always wanted to do it. But, um, you know, coming into the start of this year, I thought, you know, there's an opportunity in Queensland really to set up training, and I thought I would take it once the opportunity came about. Now, you've got some pretty good experience, Jack. You've done time with uh, Bjorn Baker. You've done time with Chris Waller. Obviously, you've been with uh, with Kieran and David, but uh, you've got some other experience there as well with some other high-class trainers? Yeah, look, so I um, well, I grew up in New Zealand. I, I, so my background was in stud farming, really, for my teenage years, and I went to university and um, went overseas. I did the Godolphin Flying Start, which is an amazing program, um, basically a two-year international program that Godolphin run for sort of young people in the thoroughbred industry. So I was able to go all around the world with that. And I ended up working for Mike DeCock in Dubai for a racing season, which is absolutely fascinating. He's essentially, I suppose, for those who don't know, the King of South Africa. Um, and his son is training in Melbourne with Robbie Griffith. So that experience was invaluable. Obviously, he does things a little bit differently. And um, from there, I came back to Sydney to work for Bjorn. Now, you're kicking off on the 1st of May. You've decided on uh, Deegan as your training base. Uh, what was the reason for, for choosing Deegan? Well, I had a conversation with the Brisbane Racing Club who were extremely accommodating and um, sort of said that, you know, we would love to fit you in in our system in Brisbane. And that was certainly what I was hoping they would say because I think Brisbane is sort of a heart of metropolitan racing in uh, Queensland. And I was really keen to be right in the heart of it and, and set up my training camp there. So I went and checked out the facilities and I've been granted acceleration and it's from there, but as I sort of say, it's, I suppose when you have that opportunity to get some stables and to start, you have to take it with both hands. Yeah, which means we'll probably see a lot of your runners head up the uh, highway to the Sunshine Coast. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I'll have, um, I suppose I'll have runners, you know, placed where they can win. That's my priority and I just want to get a return for all those people who support me. Now, as far as hitting the ground running, how many uh, horses do you think you'll have in work as of May the 1st? Oh, look, I'm hoping to sort of have about 15, but it will all depend on, you know, how many I can get. And, you know, a lot of the horses I've been promised, they might be uh, having racing preparations with other trainers or they might be spelling and not quite ready. But it'll be a a smallish number initially, um, then obviously hoping that that will grow. And I've already got about 10 yearlings on the books, uh, which I've acquired in the last sort of seven days. So, um, yeah, look, there's going to be plenty of horses in the system and uh, I'm really looking forward to growing the business. What's the hardest thing about establishing a business like this on your own, Jack? Oh, look, I mean, I suppose there's a lot of administration that goes on behind the scenes and getting things set up. But, I mean, those things are sort of time-consuming. They're not really hard or challenging and difficult. I mean, the main thing is just the, I suppose the hardest thing has been finding some accommodation in Brisbane, which the, the, yeah, it's the not market easy, is, it? is fairly saturated. It's not easy. Like, so I've sort of had that experience over the last few days. But, oh, look, it's all, I mean, it, some of it is challenging and time-consuming, but it's not because you enjoy it and it's what you want to do. And, I mean, I can't wait to sink my teeth into it and get started. Mark's got a big house with not too many people in it, Jack. He might be able to help you out there. <laughs> yeah, well, if you're looking to rent it out to a horse trader who's just starting, 
feel free, although I don't think I've got the finances maybe to afford your place. That's okay. He's got oh, a spot oh, for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't worry about that, A. But B, if you're, if you're at Deegan, there's no way you'd want to be on the south side of Brisbane. having to, Although the time you'd be going to do track work, etc. cetera, uh, it's like breakfast radio, mate. It's uh, 4 o'clock in the morning, 3.30 in the morning for me, driving into SEN in Fortitude Valley. There's limited traffic around, so it's yeah. not that much of an issue. But yeah, Deegan's on no, the north side no and I'm on the south side. Correct. There's no hey. traffic when we're commuting, and it's not going to matter for me anyway. I'm going to be in bed, or I'm going to be at work, so it'll be irrelevant. Yeah, you just uh, you'll just need to watch that Bruce Highway on those uh, Friday nights when you head to the Sunshine Coast, or coming back on the Sunday afternoon. Get someone else to do that if you possibly can. <laughs> I must say, I have experienced that going up there when I was sort of doing my recon missions uh, earlier in the year. Yeah, there's um, plenty of roadworks going on there, and plenty of traffic. Jack, a question for someone that's down south. The perception of Queensland racing over the last couple of years um, has, and maybe by your moving to um, to southeast Queensland, uh, you know, that in itself answers this question. Has the perception of the strength of Queensland racing in the eyes of participants down south increased in, in recent years? Oh, 100%, I think it has. And, like, Queensland racing have got serious about prize money increases and the the Brisbane Racing Club have put more money into their carnivals. And I think we're just seeing that with, with the quality of horses that are coming out of Queensland. I mean, Tyzone won the Stradbroke a couple of years ago. You've got Casey Fogden with Best of Bordeaux running second in a golden slipper. Rob Heathcote with Rothfire, who had an Everest slot, obviously went amiss and couldn't run in it. But, you know, Queensland, we're going to have representation and essentially the richest turf race on the planet. So the, the competition in this state is increasing. Um, the prize money is increasing and the quality is increasing. And I think with COVID, we've seen um, a lot of people move up to Queensland um, for A, the lifestyle choices, and that's only going to strengthen people's um, appetite to race horses in the Sunshine State. How long until Kieran Ma moves up here permanently, Jack? I mean, if there's a guy that looks as though he should be living on the Gold Coast or the Sunshine Coast, it has to be Kieran. Well, it's very interesting because um, one of the things I was doing in my capacity working for Karen was trying to find a, a satellite stable or, or set up shop up here. And we had a few options and different things that, you know, may, may not have, the timing may not have been quite right or it didn't quite suit us. But look, I, I think in, eventually he will come up here. It might be sooner rather than later. And he'll set up a base. He's obviously had a, a lot of success at the Magic yep. Millions. I mean, when I was working for him, we had... Colin Gatto in the two-year-old and um, Snap Dancer win the Mayor's Race. And he's obviously had a way game win the two-year-old as well. He's had plenty of success. Um, he's won other feature races on that day. And he loves his time up in the Sunshine State. So I would imagine it would be sooner rather than later you will see um, guys like Karen and Dave try to capitalise on it. Yeah, the lifestyle certainly very good, as, you, as you'll find out. Just, just finally, before we let you go... Uh, look, working for Kieran and David, looking from the outside in, it, it appears a very well-oiled machine. Everything seems to run to schedule. You've got the right people in, or they had the right people in the right places. They've lost one now with you, of course. But is is that what it's like working there? Everything's just so perfectly structured? Oh, absolutely. It's a great, it's a great operation. And Kieran and David, the two of them are outstanding horse people. And they, Kieran has been sort of smart enough to delegate or he's been relaxed enough to delegate a lot of those other tasks that are outside the sort of the realm of horse training to other people and he's got a great team that surrounds him and that essentially frees up his time 
just simply train the horses. And when I was running the Sydney stable, you could sort of ring him any time of day and go through anything. And he, he would love to talk about his horses, fly up and see his horses. I mean, I remember talking to him one night at Canterbury Park. It could have been 8 o'clock in the evening. And I was asking about a horse that we had been struggling with. And he said, oh, that's all right. I'll just get on a plane and come up. And he was sort of a track worker for him the next morning. And we were going through solving the problems. So this is the sort of person he is. And that sort of flows right down through, um, I suppose, the rest of the operation. You know, everyone helps each other out. He surrounded himself with a great team. And, um, yeah, those structures are still absolutely in place. You just see it in the results they get. Yep. Well, Jack, thanks very much for your time uh, this morning. It's much appreciated. Welcome to South East Queensland. We wish you the best of luck and no doubt we'll be talking regularly throughout uh, the time you are here uh, on this program and also on SEN. Uh, thanks for your time, mate. Good luck. No, no worries, guys. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Thanks, Jack. There is Jack Bruce, uh, who is going to be establishing himself here from May 1, Chris. So uh, the hardest thing, I think, as he just said and you allude to as well, is finding somewhere to live. Yes, not easy at the moment. Uh, rentals, houses, whatever you're looking for, it's uh, it's not an easy task at the moment. But, uh, look, he'll hit the ground running and, and, and he'll be very successful, Jack. I mean, we saw Annabelle Neesham come out of that stable and look what she's done. Yeah, absolutely. We better take a break here on the punters, mate. Now we can take a break, Chris, on the punters, mate. Uh, It's all thanks to Racing Queensland. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. We'll take a break. Other side of the break, we'll uh, have a look at some more news and we might even see whether Chris has decided to give us a follow, fold or forgive for the weekend. This is the punters, mate.